What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another Fan Ounce Table Edition of the Smart Cat Moment Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host of the panel, as always, Tony Mango, and joining me, as always, for the rest of the panel are Robert D. Felice. It's a pleasure to be here on the Tony panel. <laughs> and Callum Wiggins. He's been eliminated! Oh, uh, what a maneuver! Oh, he got him! Oh, he died! He got him! No, no, no. That's no, it! He's out! Oh, he's out! He's been gone for 20 minutes! Oh, never mind. <laughs> uh, we're not watching something from the McMahon era. That might be, I don't know, maybe next year. We. Um... It's always the McMahon era. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Good point. <laughs> Uh, what we're doing here is uh, another fan ounce table. That's kind of why I introduced this as a fan ounce table and why it's labeled fan ounce table. Uh, we did our annual Royal Rumble tradition of watching the 2010 Royal Rumble, and we didn't really enjoy it all that much, to be perfectly honest. And in response to that, Guest 5 has sponsored another one as part of the Patreon. If you don't know, the Patreon has multiple different options. One of them being just, you know, toss a buck our way and it's greatly appreciated. One of them's the $10 Darkcast tier where you can get access to Patreon exclusive episodes. But there's also the Pick Your Poison tier. And for that one, if you reach that tier, you are able to request an actual, it's not really a request, it's more of a demand, I guess, <laughs> uh, some kind of actual specific theme that you want us to do, whether it's like, man, you guys should do Superstar Scores Edge, like what Marco had requested for our last one of these, or a different commentary track, or, you know, a review of something, or, hey, I want you to bring back um, Healer Face, like whatever the case may be. And uh, I guess Five is taking advantage of that to request the 2007 Royal Rumble. That took place January 28th in 2048. Obviously, in 2007, it's at the AT&T Center in San Antonio, Texas. And what we're going to do is the thing that we normally do for Fan Ounce Table. We are going to be watching that together. We invite you to watch it along with us. And what we will do is just kind of give our commentary, give our thoughts, our reviews, our looks back on time, since this is 13 years old at this point, and just kind of shoot the shit. We invite you to take part of the Royal Rumble drinking game responsibly. If you want to do that, it's on the uh, navigation bar of smartcatmoment.com. Just go under the extras section and you will see the drinking game for the Royal Rumble. It's got a bunch of different options you can pick from there if you want to. Or you don't have to because none of us are drinking, so we're not doing that. But hey, it's an extra little thing if you want to you know, get completely sloshed <laughs> with listening to us. But if you are unfamiliar with how this works, what we're going to do is because we cannot give you the video itself on, on YouTube or pretty much anywhere else, what we will do is we will um, load everything up on the WWE Network. The link is on the description below on either the page on smartcatmoment.com or the YouTube channel. And if you click on that, you know, network.com or uh, network.wwe.com or watch.wwe.com slash all the video kind of V blah, blah, blah. Um, that stuff will line up perfectly if you line up your time code to one hour, 41 minutes, and 42 seconds. So 014142. What you should see on your screen is a pretty generic ring graphic. It's got like um, what looks like, I guess, like razors uh, sort of coming off the edge. I don't know what that's all about. But it should have Royal Rumble in like the background. It's a bunch of like little particle effects and stuff. 
14142. That's what you're going to want to have it on. I will say three, two, one, play. And when I say play, you hit the play button on your network or whatever you're watching this on. And then you should be synced up with us. And I invite you all to join in on the discussion by leaving a comment below and just kind of having fun along with us. So go ahead and do that. Link everything up, get all that stuff situated because we are going to go ahead and start at three, two, one, play. Bell just rang. Got Lillian Garcia. Got a couple guys in uh, shades. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, I like it. that guy's pumped. Yeah, <laughs> he's gonna he's step right excited. in there. <laughs> that dude holding up the sign: thirty men, one ring equals one winner. And I tell that to nineteen ninety four. <laughs> Randy's on his knees often. Nice. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, what, what happened to all these creative fans? <laughs> oh, that's because uh, uh, it's got RKO on the side. That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> WrestleMania twenty three. I think it's quite it's quite an underrated WrestleMania. It's a very good one. I, so I said during the twenty ten Rumble that this was my that that was my peak of my fandom and I was starting to like see through the cracks at this point. I think I was just like blind and just everything that WWE was doing at the time was super cool for me. And remember, as we're going to see here, this is pre Benoit. Yeah. Uh, like, well, well, pre, pre the end of Benoit. Yeah. Benoit's very this much is, in this. This is pre Benoit's death. Benoit is going to be in this match. So like, it it feels less sanitized. This is this is pre PG era, and still, uh, even in two thousand seven, Ric Flair's way past his prime and still just doing this. <laughs> he would still. That's amazing. Uh, John I, Cena I, talks like he's Ric Flair in two thousand eight about himself today, mm-hmm. and he's about a decade plus younger. Oh, that's right. Finley's number two. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this. But I do remember being thoroughly underwhelmed at Finley being number two. Finley, despite the fact that I know that he's a good hand, I've never been invested in Finley. He's never at any point been like, oh man, that Finley feud. Can't wait to see that one. Gotta put the belt on him, you know. Well, there's a there's a few people you put Finley in the ring with, then it's always good. Benoit being one, Regal being another. Um I think this is pretty cool. It's two guys who are older and are just going to throw down and then uh, I know who number three is so it gets a little underwhelming at number three I don't remember for uh, sure I, I, uh, I think it might be Kenny Dykstra yep okay, okay. I mean this was uh, one of the first times that I can think of that they maybe started off with two like older legends yeah yeah I think, I think it works out quite well well, 14 like, years prior to this, I think Flair starts the rumble with Bal Backlund. So depending on how uh, you feel about yeah. Flair and Backlund in 93, you know, here we are 14 years later, he's still starting the damn thing. These guys are only like a few months um, ahead of uh, wrestling each other in the Money in the Bank ladder match. So. I know, that was the year before. Yeah, no, 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 that's what I mean. Yeah, that was yeah. like that. Because uh, uh, this is the year that uh, Flair ends up on that uh, pre-show with... Uh, it was Carlito against... Dykstra and 
Morrison. Is, oh, 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 no, yeah. No, it's... Uh, isn't it Gregory Helms that he's facing? Gregory Helms oh, and Carlito. Gregory Helms and... Oh, Charvo, maybe. Yeah, it's Gregory oh Helms God. and Charvo. That's awful. What the fuck is... <laughs> what is that? Now, is not perfect. Next year was the year with um, Finley getting eliminated from the Royal Rumble by saving Hornswoggle with the shillelagh, right? Uh, yeah, because yeah. that's the uh, Cena win one. The big Cena return. Yeah, so they started this one off with them being like, hey, don't bring that into the ring. And then the next year, he suddenly jumps the gun and they're like, he's eliminated because he used a weapon in a Royal Rumble that has no disqualifications and all that nonsense. So here comes Kenny Dykstra. I thought that Kenny Dykstra had a huge upside to him. I thought that he was going to be a future world champion because he's tall. He's young. Yeah, he's like fit. You know, there's a huge amount of time that he could work on what he wasn't fully capitalizing on. And I mean, it's kind of like how nowadays we talk about like Austin Theory Austin and Velveteen Dream yeah. and all those people where we're like, oh, 10 years from now, they could be in their prime. It seemed like that with Kenny Dykstra that it was like, all right, well, even if we give him five years to figure this out, he'll still be a young guy for the business. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, isn't that a little bit worrying, Nug, in the sense that maybe Austin Austin Fury or Velveteen Dream could just end up being another Kenny Dykstra? I think that they're better than what he was, though. Well, I mean, we haven't yeah, seen they're... too much of Austin Theory, so I can't really judge. But Velveteen Dream is better off than what Dykstra was. Yeah, but I've, 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 you have seen a lot of people that are, are talented or do show a lot of upside that just don't go anywhere. I mean, maybe he would have stuck around and actually gotten somewhere if he'd have let the top guy screw with his um, girlfriend a bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that John Cena Mickey James stuff was weird. Kind of makes sense to an extent, though. He's not good at relationships, is John? <laughs> Doesn't seem like that's the case now. Speaking of a guy who's got some relationship issues in the past. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he's this looking, he's is, looking uh... a bit better shape now, yeah. Yeah, he had just competed in a tag team match with Jeff against Eminem. Yeah, this uh, 2007 Matt Hardy's in a much better shape than the 2010 one that we were looking at before. Yeah, but he's still kind of um, like struggling to find like an identity for himself. You know, I can serve a tornado. I can't do much else. <laughs> kind of thing. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the, this is the year of his uh, big feud with um, MVP over the US title. And early in the year, he and Jeff have a good series of matches with, like, Kid Murdoch. Yes. Uh, they would have a ladder match with uh, World's Tourist Tag Team. I was not a fan of Kid and Murdoch. Kid, I was, like, indifferent to. Murdoch, I've never been a fan of. The whole tag team division around this time is just, like, I'm watching it and I'm like, really? We got, like, the fucking Highlanders? You know? Why? When has the tag division ever been good? I still think that's better than when we had, you know, Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre team up for one night and win the giant pennies. I don't know. The Highlanders were Highlanders. <laughs> yeah, but at least they tried to build something there. Uh, this is going by fast. This is Edge, I believe. Hmm. Coming in a lot earlier this time than in 2010. Yeah. Easy. He's going to go uh, corner to corner here. This is like Edge at his best, in my opinion. When I think of Edge, I think of those tights, this look. It's 
it's always uh, surprising how quick people can get their finishers in at a Royal Rumble. If yeah. only you would tell them ahead of time that a regular match was a Royal Rumble match, they'd be able to do it. You know. <laughs> oh look, Flair rolled to the outside because he's smart. I mean, I have no idea Maybe. what uh, Kenny's uh, finisher is, so if he does hit it at any point, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> There's a jumping leg drop. Like uh, the Rough Rider? No, like... A top rope thing. But wasn't like, that uh, when he was first Psychosis. Uh, Ric Flair, glorified stuntman. <laughs> we're, we're five men into this thing, and Flair's got chairs. And Kenny Dexter's like, promptly, nah, never mind. So what was the point of all that? <laughs> uh, there goes Flair. Now, I do remember laughing at him getting uh, eliminating Flair than getting eliminated. I remember that being like, even though that's kind of shitty for Dykstra, and I was kind of rooting for him a little bit. Dykstra wanted so bad to be with the team Rated RKO, and they weren't having it. And he promptly fucked off. Like behind hey! the scenes? Was that like a behind the scenes thing? Like he wanted to be a part of that team? No, no. Like they tried to make him a part of it on TV and uh, they just wanted nothing to do with him. I don't remember that. Hmm. Don't surprise me. This is in that range where I was getting back into it because uh, 2006 is when I got back into wrestling. So I wasn't still 100% in, but I had spent the past however many months kind of like slowly transitioning myself to get back into the swing of things. So by the time Royal Rumble came around, I was familiar with all the characters. I was familiar with, like, I had seen Rated RKO form and that kind of stuff. So I had my favorites already. And, you know, of course I was familiar with Flair from back in the day. And I was just kind of like, this Kenny Dykstra guy is going to go somewhere and whatever. And good, he eliminated Ric Flair. Like, that's a good, like, little tip of the hat kind of thing that he gets. Then, Matt, look at that, he gets eliminated. And then, you know... So this this Royal Rumble is the type of thing that I thought was a lot of fun because it's not a gimmicky Royal Rumble. Like this kind of like checks a lot of the balances, you know. Oh, somebody turns on somebody that they're teaming up with. Uh, Somebody gets attacked ahead of time. I I think so. Maybe at the in this, you know, two big guys stare down the middle of the ring and slug it out. Like it, it's kind of like this is a textbook Royal Rumble, you know. You know, we're seven people in, here comes Sabu, and so far the only unmemorable person is Kenneth Extra, so that's a pretty good sign to me. And there's variety going on, too. Like, you got Legend People, now you got Sabu from ECW, which is like, hey, he's not going to be Stone Cold, and oh my god, we got a future winner of the Royal Rumble here, but it's somebody people know, and... They could pop for him for a minute. That was terrible. <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck was that? Well, I assumed Savvy was going for a springboard DDT and Tony and he said, fell. oh, he's going to get across Brody. <laughs> you would have thought those two would probably know each other's moves a little bit better. But then no, again, Savvy, then again, Savvy's probably so high at the moment that he probably doesn't even know what he's doing. <laughs> he's extreme. Oh, there you go. Amicidal, genocidal, patricidal. <laughs> <laughs> We don't get to the homicide until Ben Mark comes out. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, this is a uh, blue shirt 
SmackDown ref kind of time. Uh, yeah, look at uh, Scott Armstrong on the ECW shirt. Yeah, they had to have some people here. This is still, this is still when they were still trying slightly at ECW. How is Gregor Helms doing? <laughs> Just trying to, trying to like. It's almost like he's a hurt. Throws a towel in the face. He's like stopping himself from falling. That cool little spot with friendly kicking that. Yeah. Uh, like that's underwhelming. I think when somebody's got like a theme like Gregory Helms, where he just said where it's just like Gregory Helms. It's like okay, well, Big Show's the only one that could pull off a theme that just says his name. <laughs> yeah, for the well in front of it. That makes a big difference. Right now, if it would have been well. It's Gregory Helms. Then it would have been a different story. <laughs> oh, again, the table spots. They're teasing the table spots. So, again, another thing that's kind of booked well, where it's like Sabu comes out, he puts up a table for whatever the fuck reason, but he's Sabu, so you don't have to apply logic. But hey, let's tease it a couple times. So eventually, when we do it, it'll be like, ah, yay, the table thing happened, you know. But I do remember watching this on a stream at the time and thinking to myself, like, all right, well, I can't imagine any of these guys winning the Royal Rumble except for maybe Edge. So who's the next guy going to be that can actually be, like, somebody to pay attention to, you know? Mm -hmm. Management? Nope. Not going to be that. As much as I'm a fan of him, not going to win the Royal Rumble. Man, I missed that theme song. Looking a lot less gold in this one. Still in good shape. I, I... Just celebrated 20 years in wrestling this week. Telling you, man, Shelton Benjamin looks pretty much exactly the same in any year. He's probably more defined in the 2010 one and now than he was over here. I don't know why he's the one that's trying to throw people onto the table. Because why not? You want to hurt people. Just fucking hurt them. Is he still... I assume at this point he's not coming to the room with his mama anymore. No, he's done with the mama stuff. Just kind of a mid-carder, right? I think he had tried a brief thing in the fall of 06 where he was trying to say WWE wouldn't push him because he's black. Hmm. That didn't go anywhere, obviously. <laughs> like, oh yeah, we're going to prove you wrong by not pushing you. <laughs> Hang on, we'll team you up with the white guy again, then maybe we'll push you again. Uh, but they had Carlito shut him down by saying, like, I, I think it was something like, I'm the Intercontinental Champion and I'm Puerto Rican. What are you talking about? Uh, like, feed a minority. Come on. I love the fact that those guys have got the free 2 one sign on there. They've clearly made an effort. Kane is so good. Kane the Royal Rumble is kind of his match. Yeah, like he's never won the Royal Rumble, but he more than anybody probably should have at some point, based off of the way that he's dominated in so many of them. Not everyone, think, you know. He's been there some years where he gets eliminated pretty quick by like Booker T and stuff. But you know, I mean, what? the guy held the record for what was it like twelve years, something like that. I think I think this match suits someone like Kane in terms of like just being able to deliver destruction to a lot of guys. 
they've just never been a big enough star to like your Kane is, was never ever going to main event at WrestleMania. Yeah, you know I'm going to disagree with that. I think had the right booking been there from like '98 to 2001, I think he could have had not, Austin well, not been with, there. Well, with, yeah, with Rock, with Rock and Austin in their peak, you're going to have Kane main event WrestleMania. Yeah, injury could have happened. I mean, big show main event at WrestleMania. Had there been a second world title, Kane would have. It's that kind of thing that we've had that discussion with a bunch of people. Here's a cool uh, thing happening. It's like, yeah, fuck you for bringing out that table. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think considering how long Kane wrestled in WWE when there were two world championships, the fact that he still never won a, a Royal Rumble really kind of puts pay to that. I don't know, though, because that was well past when he was at his hottest. True, but Kane, I mean, it's you kind of like, there's a lot of guys that won a Royal Rumble, won like big either title matches or big opportunities when they're well past their best. I mean, look at like Randy Orton won one a couple of years ago. It's like he's been past his peak for about five years or so. This is Punk when he um, had passion look and at, cared. Look at the baby <laughs> Punk. When he's like, "Yeah, I, I love being in WWE." <laughs> I don't. I don't think he ever said anything. I don't think he's ever felt that. I'm completely honest with you. Because this is the point in time when he was getting the biggest reactions of basically anybody in ECW, and they still wouldn't push him because he looked like CM Punk. I think they only forgave the tattoos when Randy got the giant sleeves. And and remember, this is this is post uh, Heyman walking out of uh, WWE now. So now he's got now his biggest defender in the entire nothing. company is gone. Yeah. Mm. But he got lucky. You see what I, what I mean when it comes to injuries and stuff. If Jeff Hardy. Is this the year that Jeff Hardy no, gets suspended? No, that's the year afterwards. That's, that's the year, year after afterwards. that. But still, he gets lucky. Yeah, this. I mean, uh, this year he does end up becoming ECW champion. And he does get, like becomes like the top, the face of the brand as he should have done. It just feels like the they they were holding out on him because he still had that huge indie reputation behind him, and this is a point in time very far flung from nowadays where. The, when you, if you're an indie guy, you're a pariah as opposed to the entire NXT roster. King Booker. I liked this uh, this whole gimmick. Oh, yeah, King Booker's great. I, I, I love that it still manages to pull it off so well despite it being so far flung from his previous gimmick. Yeah, there you go. Hey, He's got the pinky thing going yeah. on. You don't see sign guy anymore, really. Wonder why? Ran out of signs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not many eliminations going on. Oh, okay, never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I spoke to Zoom. But yeah, yeah, this is a uh, like Booker T coming off his uh, world championship run. So Batista's currently the world champion for SmackDown. So just defeated Kennedy earlier in the night. Uh. Yeah, and uh, Booker was the previous champion before that, so he was still at that kind of main event level. Yeah, he had main evented. I think uh, it was him and Finley actually, against Cena and Batista the month prior. Yeah, that was an odd one. Just bring bring the raw the raw WWE champion over for a one off appearance on a SmackDown pay per view. Yeah, this was when they were getting a little uh, 
All right, we're losing steam with this draft thing. They do that whole thing with like Booker and Big Show and um yeah, the champions, all the three champions or something. Yeah, I wow. think this is kind of it was, oh super crazy. I forgot about him entirely. He was right. one of those guys that I was so massively underwhelmed with. I'm just like, just get rid of this guy. Like he can't possibly even be like fighting for a mid card title seriously. Yeah, remember his tag team with Hacksaw Jim Duggan? What? <laughs> what? See yeah, what I mean about the tag team division back then? <laughs> well, again, like Callum said, has it ever been good? Yeah, there's been spots where the tag team division's been kind of hot, you know? I mean, we've got a lot of good tag teams in WWE right now, even. Yeah, but they don't mean anything. Yeah, they mean more but than like, what... They meant right back here, where it was like I don't know, Duggan and uh, Super Crazy. You guys I, are. I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it was any better back here. I'm just saying it's still Let, not. Let's it's still review not uh, the 2020 Rumble in 13 years. Let's see if you're still I saying. Know, yeah. Well, <laughs> 2020 Royal Rumble, we would be like, might be like, oh wow, remember when we thought that this guy was going to be a thing? <laughs> I'm booking Team Finley going at it despite being in wow, the same each other. Us in 13 years. Wow, this uh, Lana Lashley thing really took them to new heights. Yeah. <laughs> God, guys, remember when we thought that Becky Lynch was someone? <laughs> <laughs> this is like peak. Like, I'm back and I'm happy to be back at a party, mm-hmm. but I'm still suffering from a lot of things. Can that be kind of any year? But this more than the others, I think. He's 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 been back less than a year at this point, so. So he's he's a he's a bigish deal. JBL on commentary isn't obnoxious yet. He's like passionate still. That was awkward. Oh yeah, that's just landed right on Hardy's face. I think that so they far, underestimated like hell. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's quite interesting though that there's like it's only the SmackDown guys commentating on this. Oh no, I can, I can kind of vaguely hear Jerry now. Just like it just it just felt for ages like it was just Michael Cohen's JBL commentating. You didn't hear any. Ah. <laughs> Now I'm hearing it. Who do you think it's going to be? Uh, Danny oh, Bryan. Bryan. <laughs> It'll probably be a bunch of years before him. Ooh, it's the Sandman. Oh, there's a there's oh, a wow. in the crowd shots. Got to get uh, Roman Reigns. Oh my god, it's John Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> Look at their uh, their digital cameras. There are no cell phones. Yeah, I know. That's like God. This this is it's been just it's less than fifteen years ago. It's, it looks so primitive. I actually went through and uh, I went to clean out a couple things the other day, and I noticed that I still had my camera and oh. stuff from around two thousand seven. I'm like, oh, I still have that. So yeah, oh, well, gee, made me dude. feel pretty old. And you, what you know, a payday! Fuck off. Yeah, yeah. What a payday! So don't drink and enter the Royal Rumble, guys. It doesn't work. Unless you're Stone Cold. 
Yeah, I mean, I just don't care. <laughs> As JBL just said. Kane missed that punch, but that's okay. He punk sold it like a champ. I feel sorry for all the guys that had to just be in the way of Sandman for a couple of minutes. He's getting eliminated in like 10 right. seconds. Who's the only moron that took the cane <laughs> shot at the, on top of the head? Jeff Hardy. Because oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's Jeff Hardy, you know. Yeah, anything to get over, right? Oh, there we man. go. Oh, God, that's it's pre voices around you. That uh, first, okay, Bird of My Light is a lot better than voices. Uh, I, I like voices it, better. It, it suit, yeah, it, it suits a lot more. I do like Bird of My Light, but I think that voices is better. Remember when he had CM Punk theme for a little while? Yeah. Yeah, that was strange. Yeah. Orton's really like, you know, they use the term stud. Orton really is. Like, he never looks like he isn't a guy that should be a world champion. There's different uh, points where, like, you know, you look at, like, CM Punk right there in the ring, and it's like, I can I can get it if you're old school enough that you think that everybody should be, like, these, like, tall, muscular people. I can understand where you'd look at Punk and go, I don't know if that guy could be our champion. Or if you look at a guy like an Adam Cole, and you're like, oh, he's too short. Now, obviously, that doesn't take into account people's wrestling abilities and, you know, talent and all that other kind of things to go along with it. But if you're going pure old school everybody's got to be bigger than uh bigger than the average guy type of thing like you look at the ring you got orton you got booker you got kane like yeah main event type people i can get it yeah, they still look like like stars for lack of a better term mm-hmm. yeah that he's got the sort of like physique which would appeal more to casual fans right here we go yeah, this is one of the last Dude, couple of Steven times that we <laughs> recently Benoit's been in the news quite a bit from uh David Benoit basically acting like everything's okay, which is kind yeah, of strange. I, I wouldn't uh say that much. I know that's kind of the impression I got from his interviews and stuff. He's like, oh, he should go into Hall of Fame and I should be Chris Benoit Jr. and people yeah, don't, well, whatever. And it's like, uh, okay, well, can we acknowledge like how horrible everything happened? You know, like there's no like, ah, that was a bunch of years ago. Let's just forgive it. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Like he seems, I I feel bad because he, like, he seems like a nice guy, but he just seems, like somebody who's hero worship, like it's one of those people that hero worships, um, like Jack the Ripper or something like that. <laughs> just because, like, just like, oh, see, it's got it's got a cool story behind him, and like he wasn't he wasn't like he was only a murderer for like seventy two <laughs> hours or whatever. <laughs> no, he's a murderer. He's been a murderer for like thirteen years or whatever. He'd just like been dead for a lot of that time. Much more interesting where I rumble than 2010. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everybody. Got, is... I mean, you've got a full blown serial killer in this. In this, match. <laughs> of course, it's more interesting. We have to wait until the great Carly comes in before we talk about somebody who also killed someone in the ring. 
Now, in this week's news, because we're recording this January 17th, oh, uh, God, yeah. RVD recently got Impact uh, banned on Twitch. He's and we too will, hot for Twitch. Yeah, we will be talking yeah, about that is. on the hot tags. Uh, too extreme. Living the gimmick. I've said yeah. many, many times in the past that RVD is the type of guy to me that I would, if I were in a creative capacity in WWE, I more than likely would have been like, all right, well, he is a United States and intercontinental champion. And if he goes to ECW, he could be the ECW champion. But I don't think I ever would have put the world title on him. By the way, this leads to Booker T versus Kane, I think, for the next three months or so. Well, at least it's building up. Somebody gets eliminated from the Rumble and then they actually start a feud off the back of it. Yeah, like that's what I mean. Like 2007 is a very well structured Royal Rumble. They they look at their list of tropes, and they do predominantly all of them. Still, it's it's, it's a little odd. I know Booker T's a big guy and he's full world champion and stuff like that now at this point. But him They've him just mad having it for the next really <laughs> Like wow, the monster Kane is being absolutely and totally destroyed by someone about. Well, a he's good, a king. Like, half a foot smaller than him. He's a king. Speaking yeah, of kings, even, well, that makes it even weirder because it's like he's a Oof. he's a jokey character. I forgot about this. Speaking of kings, it's Mabel. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so think, you have yeah, you just... have to pick. You either go Mabel, uh, Viscera. World's largest love machine, Big Vis or Big Daddy V. You got to rank them. <laughs> um, hey, look, it's the IRS. Uh, Mabel would be at the top. Mabel's top. Mabel. I agree. I would then say Big Daddy V, then Big Vis, then uh, Ministry Visser. Cal? Uh, <laughs> I go world's largest love machine visitor number one, so that was at least funny. <laughs> then I'd go ministry visitor, then Mabel, and then Big Daddy V because that was I, great. I like the look of Big Daddy V, even though he was like clearly. No, I well, I never liked the look of Big Daddy V. I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I I like the he's gonna kick your ass in wrestling gear more than he's wearing pajamas. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was quite odd him just wearing these these big satin outfits. At least he was comfy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and it covered everything up, so that was like the old advantage of everything. He always filled that role in a Royal Rumble of, um, you know, he hey, look at this roles. big guy who's going to get eliminated. Him. Look at the <laughs> abs on John Morrison. I don't know what that was that he did. <laughs> uh, Johnny Nitro. Little did we know in 2007 that he would go on to be John Morrison, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Impact. Yeah, I mean, uh, guys, this is history. We've got Ben Johnny Wallace, Punk, and Johnny Nitro in one ring. If he would have gone to AEW, he would have been Johnny Elite. If he, you know... I think he should have been Johnny Hall, not Johnny Elite. Johnny Wrestling. But it's Gargano. No, the only reason gone. why he probably wouldn't do that, yeah. They haven't called it. Yeah, I have to call him. I, I, it's quite a um, because I, 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 I think that Joe Mercury's not in this match, even though he was in the tag team match earlier. 
because this is like a month after his face got destroyed. You know, I'm just thinking about this now. The fact that Morrison went and tried to have a, an acting career and it never really took off as much as he was hoping is the reason why, because he didn't get uh, billed as Johnny acting. <laughs> yes. It might have helped. No, because he just, no, the reason is because he took lessons from the Miz. <laughs> well, we finally got to another dud. It's Kevin Thorne. Yeah, Kevin Thorne, man, he was one of those guys that, like, the gimmick works. Doesn't it? And it works in ECW. But, I mean, what? you know, it's not bad. Like, the idea what? of some dude that thinks that he's, like, a vampire-ish type thing. We've gotten plenty worse than that. I mean, well, the only reason why he has that gimmick is because ECW was on the Sci-Fi Network. Oh, and so the, the executive at Sci-Fi wanted to have... Gimmick. Yeah. Well, they wanted to have a they wanted to have a load of like horror and sci-fi ish trope wrestlers. That's why they had the zombie come out in that first episode of it. It's like that's the only reason why they decided to okay, we'll give this guy a vampire gimmick. Even Just when like, he like stopped doing that and he had like the kind of spiked hair and stuff, like I still thought that there was something to him. But I still wouldn't have probably ever thought like that he would Rob go. Van Dam is you know. the only guy trying to knock out Big Fat Miss. Big Fat Miss. <laughs> <laughs> Not I think, Big Daddy well, just, v or I think the vampire gimmick can work because we've seen like vampires do actually like in terms of like movie revenue and stuff like that and books and stuff and any other they forms were, of fixture they, they get a lot of money. He's he's just um he just wasn't charismatic enough to pull off that sort of character. It's, it, as a vampire, you should be charismatic. That's like Yeah, that's kinda one of, one of the other things. And he was just uh a guy. Like pretty dull. Yeah. So here's the thing he that I mentioned as much as uh, as much as I can remember too. In any Royal Rumble, go back and check them out. Any Royal Rumble that both Holly, whether he's Bob Holly, uh, Bob Holly, uh, Spark Plug, anything like that, any version of Bob Holly, if he is in the ring with Shawn Michaels, he always works with Shawn Michaels. Now Michaels isn't in here like this, and I don't remember if Holly gets eliminated before that, but 2008. I remember like he goes pretty much like straight to Michaels and stuff. And my running theory for this is he never gets a chance to work with Michaels in singles matches because Michaels is always on the top of the card and Holly isn't that Bob mm. Holly always probably thought I could do a really good feud with, uh, with <laughs> HBK. And I just want to take advantage of the time that I have in the ring with him. <laughs> I got an idea. Hey, I got an idea. Give the belt. <laughs> <laughs> and then what? And then I beat everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good story, and I believe it a hundred percent. That's so good. Oh yeah, I absolutely believe it. It's Bob Holly. I can just oh. imagine them being backstage and him like being dead serious about that too. Uh, check your uh, drinking game rules right now, because we're about to see one big fat guy go over the top rope by push, being pushed over by several men. Yeah, that's you know that's another one of them. Oh look, Benoit stopped fighting CM Punk. Just to... Oh, there oh, we go. Down there we're going. There we go. <laughs> And there's Shawn Michaels right after Bob Holly. <laughs> it's one of those weird things. It's like I said, okay, I've got to be, I've got, I'll, I'll happily be in the Rumble, well, but I need to go one after Michael so I can at least. Oh, Finley's my first one to go after. Yeah, Finley's like, fuck this. I never got the chance to do it. I'm never going to. I want yeah. to do this. Now they're in San oh Antonio. God, so, so <laughs> you know, obviously Michaels is already popular as it is, but being in San Antonio. Yeah. Different story, even more. Yeah, definitely the hometown pop here. Oh, there goes 
Oh, there goes number two. What is your favorite types of eliminations that are standard? Because I really like it. I mean, that one wasn't all that good, but I really like it when people do the clothesline elimination. This, obviously, you can't do like a clothesline elimination for uh, for Vis the same as you would with everybody else. And... So, like Mark was trying oh, to run up there. Oh, to try I'm Holly. Holly go right to I fucking told you. It does it, he does it every single time. Yeah, Shelton. I should make that one of the drinking game rule things. Anytime Bob Holly goes after Shawn Michaels, it's like... yeah. I mean, in terms of like eliminations, I like the um, I like the backdrops over the top. They're pretty. Yeah, cool. that's it's another like, really good one. I lo- I lo- I want to I'd see how much the person commits to it, like how much they're holding onto the rope when they go over. Oh, there was the one on that um, NXT show because they recently had like well, in the last show they had a women's battle royal. Look and, uh, at the difference in size on Chris Well, he must, I mean, <laughs> out of all people, he must really hate Chris Benoit. Yeah, he went right for him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he so. knew. Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. The whole like, no, I want to punch him. <laughs> no, I yeah, want to like, punch it's like, him. It's like, it's like he's preempting it. It's like saying, I can't believe what you're going to do to me in, free, in like four months' time. <laughs> you ruined my career. Uh, there goes uh, Nitro. There's yeah, there's oh. Morrison out. But who was it in the uh, the battle royal that you were saying? Oh, with uh, Bianca Belair eliminating Io Shirai with the um, oh yeah, with the finisher over the top. That was oh my yeah, that God. it just went miles. <laughs> so those sort of ones where they can, especially if you can weave your finisher into it as well, that's always a good sign as well. That's a very logical elimination of Nitro. You know Yanis what? I mean. If you look at all the people in the ring for this Royal Rumble at the end of their careers, it's a hell of a stacked Royal Rumble. Like in 2007, yeah. you're looking at Johnny Nitro and he's a tag team guy and a mid carder. But eventually, yeah, he becomes somebody who wins multiple mid card titles and he, he never won a world title yet, but he was a pretty decent sized name. And, you know, Shawn Michaels, Hall of Famer, obviously, Edge, Ark, uh, Randy Orton, even Chavo, like Chavo is a legend and never became a world champion, but ECW champion, a guy that's well respected in a lot of different circles. Are CM Punk, sure? of course, uh, you know, like there's, there's a lot of names in this one. Every I so always, often there's a Kevin Thorne. I always liked that. Um, every yeah, time he entered, I, um, yeah, yeah, he goes through the, he goes through the bottom rope. Yeah. That was always. I think he does that from like his first Rumble appearance all the way through. It's a nice little touch, especially when you know you're not going to actually do anything or do anything memorable in the Rumble. You might as well have a little spot that's kind of your own. Uh, Benoit's just eliminated a load of people, <laughs> like pretty under the radar. Benoit had a good couple of years where Rumble related. Hmm. I think that he does pretty good in 03, right? I don't know no, for no, sure. he wrestles, he wrestles he Angle. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking 05, the one after he yeah, won. Yeah, he did. Yeah, because he goes from number two and he lasts quite a while. In yeah, the, that's the, it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's there when number 30 comes out in 2005. So, yeah, he does, do, does last that one for a while. I'll be there just standing around just taking like. I Shrug. think he was just assuming he was going to kick some. He's going to kick someone there, and then he just like, okay, I'll just get down. <laughs> yeah, MVP when he still has hope. 
Still in the Power Rangers outfit. Oh, he's still in the Inferno match for the month before. What? Are you telling me they didn't set up the giant inflatable tunnel for this? No, surely that must be part of his like because uh, this is this was right at the like the height of the fact where he'd been signed to uh, SmackDown in the most lucrative contract in SmackDown history. Yeah, he was still said to be a big star. I think it's just you're not going to set it up for the Royal Rumble. Just run out there. I just love that like signs the most lucrative contract throughout the history, and nobody knew who the fuck he was. <laughs> That's a big God, elimination. That <laughs> That's a guy who just like was so desperate to get out of the rumble. Sometimes it's better if your plan is I'm going to drop kick you over the top rope, uh, and you don't do it well. Connect. It's better to just be like, all right, I'm not going to go over the top rope. <laughs> yeah, just just close line me afterwards. Yeah. Teetering. A lot of beef in the ring. <laughs> CM Punk is quietly just hanging in there. Yeah, he's uh, he's sticking around for quite a bit. He's there's there's quite a few people that are doing the just hangover spots. This is before Ziggler, so yeah, this was it. Yeah, yeah. This is before Ziggler like was doing all of that all the time, and before people like Kofi were going over the top and like. Yeah. finding creative ways coming in so basically what you could do now is just like occasionally just hang on the side of it Carlito also looks a lot better than he did in the uh, 2010. 2010 one yeah well, he's like uh, got a hell of a lot of energy on steroids in this match <laughs> oh, that's, that's true it is pretty good <laughs> but he's got more energy too like yeah. he ran to the ring and all that 2010 he's just sort of like yeah I'm in this yeah, well, uh, in 2010, I mean, 2007, he's kind of, I don't want to say like a big deal by any stretch of the imagination, but he's at least, yeah, he's, he's, doing he's up there. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still like a, a, a good mid card level guy. Whereas in 2010, I think he just, he, that's when he'd ended his run as a, a tag team champion and was just kind of doing nothing. 07, the world is his oyster. 2010, he's like, all right, it's not happening. And that's not cool. Cole isn't even obnoxious here. Like, I'm just having a good time. Cole didn't get obnoxious until he moved to Raw. It's a much better time. Yeah. Just like Edge has just been here. Hasn't really done much of anything, really. So (laughs) now... Since we got rated RKO in this match, uh, this is another thing that, like, this year, there's a lot of rumors that Edge might return. I am starting to think more and more that Edge, if he does return and if he wrestles at WrestleMania, that he won't wrestle a singles match. I think that he might team up with Orton, and we might get rated RKO again at um, WrestleMania this year. So, I mean, I mean, it's, I think that's a team that's. It, that a lot of people remember. It, it surprised me how many people remember that team, despite considering how long it existed for. Yeah, and it wasn't the type of thing that like that they were so gimmicked out that it was like no. you know the mega powers type of thing. Yeah. Well, it's because it was a super team at the time. You know, like yeah. they had already been world champions. They their legacies only grew, yeah. so it became more important. Yeah. I mean, Orton's is- legacy grew so much that it became a stable. <laughs> He's the, I mean, like, I've never seen a man do so much damage without moving. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, yeah, I was this is the peak. Yeah, that's good sell. 
This is Carly before he became a world champion. This is Pete Carly. Like, he's just laying everybody out. Yeah, he's just killing every single person. Like, this is when... Do you guys say that right there? (laughs) Well, no, it's like like two murderers going up against each other. (laughs) And see you later, Holly. Carly Carly killing someone in the ring with a flapjack before. (laughs) Yes. What? Oh, my God. Oh, look who it is. This the way that Miz, <laughs> you know what's amazing about that? His strikes have gotten no better since he joined. <laughs> since in those uh, in his twelve, holy years. shit! Oh, jeez, that that elimination oh. of uh, RVD was not a. Also, Benoit got eliminated completely off screen. Uh... Carly just throwing everyone over. Oh, <laughs> oh, that was nice. I like that. Why is everyone just going after him? Like, it's like they didn't actually, they, like, none of them saw what Carly was doing. It's like, no, and this is, the, yeah, this is the part where he's like, right camera, right camera. Yeah. Standing around, like, well, I did all the things I was supposed I to do. Did, did, you, did you guys know that um, Great Carly was in the um, Indian version of Big Brother? No. Oh. I'm not surprised. That sounds like called a uh, big boss, and he was he got there to he was there from the beginning all the way through to the runners up, and uh, that was um he was in the house for four months. Just <laughs> how how do you look after the great Carly for four months? So great Carly was on Big Brother and uh, Luchasaurus. So there you go, two former WWE oh. people. This is not a bad final six, except for Carly, who's about to get manhandled. And I love that, that man handled as if you were. I love the idea of like who can stop him, Gong. Oh fuck, he can stop him. Like that's so well booked, you know. Because who would be able to stop Great Kali at this point? The Undertaker. He's the giant killer. He's gone through, you know, Giant Gonzalez and Ken Kong Bundy and Vader and Sid and kane and all these other big show you know these different types of people like he is the dude i don't care if this is well over 10 years for taker close to 20 this is taker at his best yeah oh, yeah but i Take, think so Taker's run from like at this point in time is like he's just having the best matches of his career as well and also i think it's just quite interesting that must be the fastest undertaker entrance of all time yeah that's probably true but now yeah, they you know what? Actually, still be at the top of the ramp. Actually, I think the fastest is uh, that elimination chamber where he got caught on fire, and then he was just kind of like fuck this <laughs> oh, one. <yeah. laughs> yeah, like this is so well done. This whole idea. And he's like, "Not nah, bitch, not that. Over. That wasn't all well done." But like, yeah, you know, having Kali be taken out by Undertaker is like, and the place goes yeah. wild. Like they're not, yeah. you know, yeah, the, the crowd's really excited at this point. They're a lot more excited here than they were at any point in the 2010 one. Probably the only time they got really excited in 2010 was when um, Edge came out. Now, they not even that excited when he won it. Eventually, when we get rid of MVP in a minute, we end up with one of the best Final Fours, I think, in Royal Rumble history. Definitely yeah. the best Final Two. Especially, um, like, um, retro, retro, retrospectively. Yeah. So at this point in time, Edge and Randy Orton are still kind of like up and coming stars. Even though Edge has been around for a while, he's still 
wasn't the multi multi time heavy uh, heavyweight and world champion that he would be. And Orn at this point, I think had only been world champion once. Yep. Like he's like he's, amazing thing about this 2007. He's only been world champion one time, and he's, he ends up being a um. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank uh. Again, Wait, Primo if, Mark. It's not over yet. He's going to do it again. And then, it, yeah, it's just a... Yeah, it's quite an interesting look at like some of the top guys at this point in time. And this is a cool moment, too. The idea of like, teasing that they are going to turn on each other. And, you know, again, so well booked. This is a fucking mm. great Royal Rumble. Yeah, this is, this is definitely a lot better than the 2010 one. I think I think part of the reason why it's a lot better is the fact that there weren't the the stop start elements to it. Oh, but speaking like, of stop start though, this is a great moment. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> Just hey, fuck you, Sean. All right, now let's go back to arguing. <laughs> I love the crowd boo, and they just like you. You do realize like going under the bottom rope is not an elimination, right? There's clearly a point in time when there are a lot more casuals watching in the crowd. Yeah. They're just thinking, oh, this guy must he must have just been eliminated. It's so weird, though, when you get yourself caught up in one of those types of moments, because, you know, you mentioned this uh, battle royal that happened on NXT, and nine times out of ten, when they do the whole spot of they went under the rope and then they're going to come back, I keep Mm. track of it. And this past week, Shotzi Blackheart didn't get eliminated, and I'm sitting there going, oh, well, we got our final couple, whatever, and then Shotzi came back in, and I'm like, oh my god, I forgot about Shotzi! Like, I was totally, you know, they got me on that, like... I mean, it's it's such an overdone battle royal spot, mm-hmm. but, but like then again, like really, how much can you actually do in a battle royal to make it more interesting than just a gun- bunch of guys throwing each other over the top row? There's really only so much. this is. I'm not having a good time. Oh yeah, now now it's now it's gone to this final four. I think part of what makes this rumble so special is the fact that the final four go out for a while, and then and then yeah. and obviously the final two go out for a, a long time afterwards as well. Just makes it like okay, we've just seen a bunch of like the, of the eliminations to make the rumble special, and now we're actually going to see kind of a main event, really. Yeah, because I mean, there's been plenty of final fours where it's like, all right, we're down to our final four, and then there goes the one, and then there goes one. We're in our final two, and then the, that guy gets eliminated, and you go from yeah, final four to the winner in you know a minute and a half flat. This yeah. they're actually was, fighting for it, and you got you know. A chair just busted open Undertaker, so he's looking like he's really struggling. You got those two that have been there for the whole time. Yeah, it's Edge like, came it's in like at like number five now. or something. Yeah. Nice. Oh, there we go. You got the idea that the tag teams that rated RKO is, they've already teased that they might turn on each other, so at any point you could see something happen where Edge tosses out Orton or vice versa. Mm. Dots of blood on the chair. Oh, oh dear. As much as I don't want to see them do those things anymore, there is a part of me that always just goes like, "Man, I miss chair shots." <laughs> you know? Yeah, it, it That's adds wrong. just an element of sheer brutality. Yeah, but it's and not it worth it. Worth no, it, to- it totally isn't anymore. worth it. Like, I mean, yeah. you give me the the opportunity to bring them back, I'm gonna say no. But like. If there was a safe way of doing it, it was so much more impactful. I when they get a chair now, I'm like, I don't even care. I know you're gonna hit them in the stomach and hit them in the back, and why even bother? You know, 
you you always know that it's not gonna that they're not actually gonna use the concerto here because he's laying on his back. And because why they would up. never do it like even in the days when they would do like pool stills, still chair spots, they'd never do, go in the face like that. Oh, that's a that's such a good. That was so good. Yeah, smooth. that was so well done. And this too, I mean, you got them. You know what's going to happen. You know you're getting the nip up and the sit up. And you're sitting there going like, "Ah, the two Texas guys in Texas, two main eventers, two legends. Both of them are baby faces. Both of them are beloved. The fans are going to be happy with either of them instead of being in a situation where they're like, oh, can you just, can this guy win because he's better than the other guy and we really don't want the other guy to win? Like, Mm. I I just thought it's the last, like, they they milked this for a while before doing it. Yeah. And he waited, he waited for Taker to look in his direction before nothing out. Yep. So fucking uh, good. Yeah, this 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 is this feels like super special. Like I don't know what they could kind of do this year. To, they, I don't think they can match they this can't. They can't. Yeah. And but of course, just, these I, are my I, two I favorites of all time. So yeah. for me, getting back into wrestling in 2006 and being like. He, you know, kind of Sean right on the chair. <laughs> I'm like getting like back in the swing of it, and I'm like, yeah, Roy Rumble's coming up. Like this is going to be like a real event for me to kind of sink my teeth into because it's always been one of my favorites. And it ends with these two. I'm like, oh my god, I came back in the wrestling perfect. Like you know, DX is back, and the final two are fucking Undertaker and Sean, and we're gonna potentially get the number thirty to win for the first time ever, which is. You know, the idea that, like, it's never happened, and they've been saying that from the very beginning, that the final person should win. And this is, like, it's interesting, because these guys never really wrestled each other that much in their Mm -mm. the second stage of their career. This is the first time. Yeah, well, yeah, for a a long time, because Michael spent his entire second half of his career on Raw, and Undertaker was a complete SmackDown guy. So they never really fought each other one on one at any real point, other than the two until like the two big WrestleMania matches that everyone knows about. This is so good, and, and uh, uh, it's one of those. It's just selling it. It's interesting. It's again one of these instances where, even though one of these guys has to win the match, it doesn't actually end up mattering because both of them end up fighting for the World Championship of Mania anyway. But it doesn't matter because they're the best. But it also kind of makes sense when that happens sometimes, because then you go, okay, this guy was so good that he ended up being the runner-up in the Royal Rumble. No wonder he was good enough to be able to earn a title shot afterward. Well, they were doing and, that quite a lot in this sort of era, because they, they did that in 2005 with Batista and Cena. Yeah. In uh, 2006, who was it? It was, um, Triple, it was H was down in... Triple H and Ray, and they all three... All, and yeah, and they all fought for the World Championship at WrestleMania, yeah. so... 2008, John Cena is last with um, Triple H, H. and they both both fight in that triple threat match. Yeah, 2009, you got Orton, Triple H. And they end up fighting for the belt. Yeah, Yeah. 2010, we saw the whole thing with like uh, Cena and Edge. 2011 is... Uh, Del Rio, and I think Cena's in the match. But it's Santino. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, Santino's the one that's that's runner-up, but obviously... um, Cena in that match gets eliminated by Miz, who was champion at the time. Yeah, but so from that 2005 to 2010, they always yeah. did that. Yeah, yeah, because 04 was Big Show. So, uh, yeah, it, it it is quite like a um, 
they, they probably they probably ended up overdoing it quite a bit. Yeah, I, I never thought about that until right now. Because it's just like stretching it out for this long, it just builds so much suspense. It's, as long as the guys are good, yeah. So otherwise, you probably just end up saying about like, "Oh God, throw him over already. You want to go home?" <laughs> You know, yeah, like if the yeah. 2020 Royal Rumble ends up being like Brock and Kane Velasquez at the end or something, everybody's just going to be like, oh my God, come on. I don't think they do it. I don't think they do a 20 minute, uh, well, like an extra, like five, 10 no, minute long nap. They, the they better not, at the very least. I mean, well, they, no, didn't, they barely did a minute in their, um, their actual one on one match for each other. These are two guys that actually belonged in the main event. So it was believable of, oh shit, I don't know who's going over. Mm hmm. Oh god, just headbutt. I, I don't. Uh, is Undertaker actually going to do a superplex here? He's going to try like, to, but he's going to get pushed off and do the elbow drop. Yeah, I was going to say. Like, I I can hardly recall any time I saw Undertaker do a superplex. And by the way, um, the playoff to this, where they have the winner go to all three brands and and like let all three champions know, I could kick your ass at WrestleMania, like. Everything they did going into WrestleMania 23 was very good. I just love the fact that it was just like, he, he was looking at all three champions and you think, what the fuck is Bobby Lashley doing here? <laughs> well, no, at the time, Lashley was a big deal. They hadn't fucking taken the shit on him yet. No, obviously, WrestleMania 23 is. No, the he's going to go support the president of the United States. Yeah. Still, oh, though, one of these things is not like the other. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, John Cena, Batista, Bobby Lashley, two of them, one of them actually a Hall of Famer, one of them first ballot Hall of Famer, Bobby Lashley, eh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. It just, I mean, WrestleMania 23 ends up being, I think up until the first Rock Cena match is the most uh, like uh, lucrative WrestleMania of all time in terms of uh, pay-per-view buys and stuff. So, so we're heading into like what like one of the biggest uh, WrestleManias of all time. Good joke, Slam. Yeah, that that, that was a great sell. This is... He went up miles for that. Undertaker selling with the John eyes, Cena like... being mm. like, "I'm too old to do it anymore, guys." No, like, no, you just don't want to do it because you're making money on the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. So we don't mind you coming out and saying. <laughs> He's like, I'm too old to be married to Nikki Bella. <laughs> I need someone much younger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is so good. Yeah, just going for the tone. Oh, there we go. Everything that they're... <sighs> Again, commentary was on point. It wasn't obnoxious. Match was good. I mean, this would only be better if JR was doing commentary. As, as I'm not saying yeah, these guys are doing yeah. terribly brain stretch imagination, but imagine JR doing commentary on this. I'd probably put JR in over King. I'd leave Cole and JBL. I think they work fine together. No, JR would be going nuts about this kind of stuff. That yeah. super kick, he would have been like, no! You know, just kind of one of those, like... In fairness, it could be worse. We could have Joey Styles on commentary right now. Oh my god. <laughs> we could have Todd Gresham. Oh, there super kick. <laughs> And that's a cool well, elimination too. You know, yeah. we hadn't quite seen that—the idea of somebody going for the super kick and just grabbing their legs and throwing them that way. Yeah, that, I mean, that's 
yeah, obviously it's it's not terrible, but like you kind of tell that it wasn't kind exactly what they were going for. I feel like what they're supposed to do is Michaels' leg was supposed to go over. He was supposed to get under, like in between his legs, go over it and just basically backdrop him over. Yeah. But they improv- they improvised and it worked out well. Like two but, yeah, this- legend and professionals. Sean sells and losing like yeah. a fucking champ. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a history making moment. I know obviously WWE is all about history, but this is the first ever number 30 to win the Royal Rumble. And it's the only time The Undertaker won it. And this is the only time next year that we would have a back-to-back same uh, spot because next year they have the John Cena thing yeah, and they I save him for 30. number 30, which it's like it took you all this time to get number 30 and then you do it twice. You know? <laughs> I mean, I, I can kind of understand it with that one because you kind of have to, if yeah. Cena's coming back from that injury, you have to put him in number 30. Yeah, I mean, if if they would have had the foresight to know that they could do the John Cena thing, Undertaker, I don't think, would have been number 30 this particular year. No, but it's a, but th- th- this was, like, the right person to do it with. Look at yeah. the nod of respect. Just, like, ugh. Yeah, the idea of, like, God, I came so close, you got me, but that's because you're the Undertaker, and, yeah, we're going to have a hell of a match at WrestleMania like... 25. Undertaker looks back at him like, and you're Shawn Michaels, and you could have beaten me at any point. I mean, you just look at these two, and they're just sort of like, wow, these two are actual, like, big deals. Yeah, they tell stories with their faces. Yeah, you just don't get enough of that. So now. good. And if you do, it just doesn't feel as, as big as it does in this one. Shout out to Guest 5 for allowing us to do this, because as much as I know this is a good uh, rumble, I probably would not have gone back and watched this. It's a palate cleanser after the 2010 one. It's a yeah, palate cleanser just in general. Although now I'm yeah, kind of yeah, worried that, uh, you know, we watched the 2010 and then it became like, oh, the 2020 one's got to be better than that one. And then now we watched 2007 and it's going, oh man, it's not going to match up to the 2007. <laughs> do you think, do you think kind of after this match, this was when Undertaker and Sean kind of said, okay, we have to do this at some point? Uh, probably, again. yeah. Because they start the next Rumble and then it's the Rumble after that that Taker looks at him like, and gives him the uh, sometimes it's hell trying to get to heaven. That's so good. Yeah, good visual. It's just like it's it just it, it's quite amazing that it took this long for Undertaker to win a Royal Rumble. Yeah, there's still some people that haven't though. I mean, Jericho never won any of them. Kurt Angle didn't win one when he was there. Holy no, nah, but. It's just the idea of like the fact that Undertaker had been there since 1990, and now it's 2007, and this is his first yeah. ever. Oh my god! We got the pyro. He's not pointing because yeah. he doesn't have to because he's the Undertaker. The fucking yeah, I bet, I bet that's what you got. Take, Mark, point at the sign, Mark. <laughs> like fuck off. <laughs> I'm the Undertaker. I don't point at anything that I don't want to point. Yeah, I at. think Cena started the pointing. Yeah, of course maybe, he did. No, maybe uh, did did Ray. In 2006? No. And now we got the logos fading out, but we're going to continue uh, talking a little bit. Uh, it's, a great, it's a great rumble. Yeah, that's such a good Royal Rumble. And it's I would say probably, maybe not necessarily like quote-unquote bell to bell, but the overall grand scheme of things, probably one of the absolute best Royal Rumbles. Top yeah, five for sure. I mean, it's kind of like, it's a... If it doesn't have that spot, those four guys at the end of it doing what they did, then it's a very, very average rumble. 
because the rest of it is kind of just a bunch of guys throwing each other over the top rope. There's no real stories. There's a couple well, of like bits and pieces like Booker T and Kane stuff, but there's no real storytelling going on. Well, I don't know, because it was the magnitude of the people entering the match. Like Benoit got in there and everybody got a German. Like people were still big deals at this point. It wasn't like here's, you know, 20 new superstars and an established 10. There's also issues when you book a Royal Rumble around just telling the story of here's one guy we give a shit about right now, because if that doesn't work out, any year that you watch it, you go, all right, well, that's the year that they wasted all the time on this, you know, like, um, they have like that Kali spot in here, but it, it doesn't mean that Kali popped up at number four and ran the distance to number 23 or something. And this year yeah. we got the Brock Lesnar thing like this year, it could potentially revolve entirely around Brock Lesnar. And obviously Brock Lesnar's already worked his way up to a hall of famer career, but like we might look back on this uh, by the time WrestleMania comes around even and be like, wow, what a waste to spend all this on Brock Lesnar or, you know, we look back at the one that Shinsuke Nakamura won and it yeah. was like Shinsuke Nakamura beats Roman Reigns at the end. And what do we get out of it? He loses to AJ Styles and gives him a, a shot to the balls and then keeps doing that for the next couple of months. And then like just falls down the card. Yeah. I would even say, you know, if you look at Randy Orton, Randy Orton's a big deal. But 2017, for what? To have a match on the middle of the card with Bray Wyatt where the ring had CGI on it? A match that very easily could have been just a regular feud and not for the championship. So why waste it? Like, there was no nothing really particularly great about Bray Wyatt at that point in time to be like, we got to put the belt on Bray Wyatt at Elimination Chamber so Randy Orton can win the title at WrestleMania, which means we need him to win the Royal Rumble. Like, that is such a waste at that but, point. But, you know, I'm going to bring it back to 2007. Taker's biggest focus, the championship. Michael's biggest focus, the championship. WrestleMania now has gotten so deep into the idea that there are so many issues that can be bigger than the championship because of who you can have involved that it almost makes the Royal Rumble feel less than. And another thing that's really good about 2007 that they've gone away from and almost it seems purposely tried to do the opposite of and i don't know why who wins this Royal rumble undertaker he fights for the championship Shawn michaels runner up he fights for the championship who wins the championship at their match the guy who won, yeah the guy who but, won the royal rumble and Shawn michaels make... comes up short runner up and he comes up short against john cena but they've been doing this trend the past bunch of years where it's like well, they won the Royal Rumble, so they can lose their match at WrestleMania. But we really want to focus on building the feud of this person, and then that person can potentially win. Now, obviously, Becky Lynch is an exception to the rule because she won the Royal Rumble and she beat Ronda Rousey. But like, it's almost like they've been valuing the non-Royal Rumble winner feud that they can build up as the one that's going to be the championship thing that matters more and the Royal Rumble win is almost like when they would give the money in the bank to somebody and go well you were, you're the money in the bank winner you can lose a bunch of times and then eventually you'll cash in you know well, I, I mean you can make that argument obviously what you said was correct about Undertaker and Shawn Michaels like the, uh, Undertaker winning the title Wrestlemania 
But who main events that WrestleMania? Shawn Michaels. True. But that, I think... Well, John Cena does it. Because it's yeah. John Cena. Yeah. yeah. But that's them starting this trend of, well, John Cena's the main event at WrestleMania. doesn't matter who the Royal Rumble is, winner is. John Cena has to reign main event WrestleMania. Yeah. So that's when they start doing this of like of people being more important than championships. Who main evented uh, 22? Uh, John Cena. He beat Triple H. Yeah. yeah. So that's, and that, I mean, and... Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but ironically, wasn't. at WrestleMania 24, John Cena wins the Rumble, goes on in the middle of the card, and Taker wins the belt. Yeah, it's the just, it just, they just start doing a few like odd bits and pieces. I think that's mainly because I, I, don't, I don't know, maybe they just thought that Edge and Undertaker was a bigger deal. Be a than it was going to be oh, a better they, maybe they want, Well, I think they wanted to end it on a singles match rather than triple threat. And also, they wanted it to end on the babyface going over. Let's be honest, that year it should have been John Cena versus Randy Orton and no Triple H. Well, I would argue that this year, that 2007 should have given us Taker and John Cena. Yes, the Batista matches were great. But I think in the grand scheme of things, as we see how things played out, it should have been Taker and Cena. No, that's still thing. I think, yeah, I I think I'd still lean towards Batista. Well, yeah, I get the sense about all the stuff. Like, John Cena was the bigger deal, but those matches with Batista and Undertaker were some of the best matches of Undertaker in Batista's career. So, well, we'll never know. We'll never know how good a John Cena Undertaker I think I could probably tell. I think I could probably tell. I got a feeling we would have been more upset about it because it would have been John Cena doing the same John Cena match. And he would have gotten beaten up and sold, you know, nothing and come back and won. This wasn't US Open Challenge John Cena. This was John Cena being carried by a lot of guys that were a lot better than he was. Oh, yeah, he was definitely... This is a few months shy of that 60-minute match with Sean. Plus, you run into a situation where we know that the streak is a thing. And do you have John Cena beat the streak at that WrestleMania if you do that? Absolutely not. Undertaker beats John Cena in the main event of WrestleMania. Then he has to go over to Raw, and he was always a SmackDown guy, so... Also, I think a large reason why Undertaker never fought John Cena for the WWE Championship is because what the WWE yeah, Championship looked like. Belt. Yeah, yeah, that's one hundred percent why. I like, think. Give, give me the actual World Championship. Don't give me this toy to carry around. Yeah, I think Undertaker holding a spinner belt would have been very strange. He would he would have got it changed. He would have changed it back to the undisputed title. Yeah. So. I mean, the 07 Rumble's been done for a couple minutes now, but that's the that 2007 fun, Royal Rumble. So I, I major thanks to Guest 5, not only for the uh, for the donation, but for suggesting something that's so fun, instead of being like, uh, I don't know, another Royal Rumble that was underwhelming or something like that. You know, like uh, 95 or something. And 95, yeah, there's not much going on in 95. <laughs> Maybe we'll watch that next year, I don't know. Um yeah, if you have any suggestions of what you would like us to do for next year's Royal Rumble, I'll probably forget it by the time we get around to it next year. But we do one at least one of these each time. We did the 2010 for this uh, specific one. But hey, there's also more time that if you want us to do another Royal Rumble and you want to take advantage of the Pick Your Poison tier, maybe you're like a huge, huge fan of 93 or something like that. I don't know. Uh, then take advantage of that. Head up to Patreon, donate, and obviously we will go around to doing it when you do that. 
There's also the Tee Public and Redbubble shops for the merchandise side of things, if that's a different type of way that you want to toss a little spare change our way. So check out the Fanboys Anonymous, A Mango Tees, and Smartout Moment shops for all the different designs and all the different merch options. I mentioned the idea that there's the Dark Cast on the Patreon, and that's the much cheaper way of getting some extra content than the Pick Your Poison stuff, but it's an extra thing on top of that. Um... Yeah, follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts at Smartout Moment. Make sure that you are following SmartoutMoment.com because we have more than just a podcast. We have all the different articles and stuff, and you never know what's going to happen on there. We've got, I didn't mention Fanboys Anonymous really other than just a very quick thing, but Fanboys Anonymous is the geek culture website for movie reviews and stuff. And if you really, really like these commentary tracks, we do the Fan Tracks podcast over there whenever we get a chance to, and whatever that is donated towards uh, for the Patreon. So, if you want more commentary tracks and you want something for a non-wrestling side of things, like a, a movie commentary, then that's where you can find that. I got some other plugs, but I'm going to bounce around here and I will come back. But go ahead, Callum. Well, as Tony mentioned, just check out all the articles on smartcomemoment.com, including the weekly stuff, like the power rankings, which is the stuff that I contribute. And follow me on Twitter at Wigmeister14. Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dude Felice. You can check out everything I'm doing at WrestleZone.com and on Fightful.com. And just keep clicking around and supporting pro wrestling. Back to Tony. And if you're clicking around, you should see stuff that I've got on eWrestling News, on Bleacher Report, on The Ring Report, on Smart Guy Moment, on Fanboys, on A Mango Tree, all that other Kevin stuff. There's plenty of stuff going on, way too much. And this week in particular... Lots of different stuff, because this is Royal Rumble week coming up. So Woo! we've got Worlds Collide, NXT versus NXT UK on Saturday. And we've got the Royal Rumble on Sunday, which means you can check out my predictions for who's going to have the shortest time, who's going to have the longest time, who's going to get the most eliminations. That stuff is on eWrestling News. And we're going to talk about that next week on the podcast as well. Normally, we've liked to do different things with the Royal Rumble. I don't think that we're going to do like the full, you know, try to guess the number 30 type things. We've done that in the past, but it's been harder and harder to do that. Um, but I really want to know what you guys have for that in mind. So if you want to do that, then you leave a comment on either the page on smartmm.com or something like that. If you have a, a 30 breakdown and you want to try that out, try to see how good you can guess that. And that's something to, to kind of work on over the next couple of days. The next couple of days, as far as the podcast is concerned, if you are not subscribed on YouTube already, then do that and ring that little bell for notifications to know when we post these different things, just in case YouTube doesn't tell you for the regular subscriptions, like the video here, drop a comment below, tell us your thoughts on whatever. And we've got the hot tags coming up next. Then we've got the predictions for worlds collide and Royal Rumble. Not too sure which one we're going to do first, or our schedule. And the, then the post shows. Worlds Collide is short, right? Worlds Collide, I mean, it could depend. Uh, we might do both of them on Wednesday. We might do one of them on Thursday. If we do that, it'll probably be Royal Rumble stuff on Wednesday and Worlds Collide on Thursday. I don't know. We'll see. But as long as you're subscribed, as long as you're following Facebook and Twitter or the RSS feed or wherever you're getting your information of new things, then, you know, it'll pop up when it pops up. And then who knows what happens after that, other than the fact that we've got the mailbag coming up the week after that. So send in those mailbag questions if you haven't done that already. 
and we will get around to answering them in the last week of January. And then we'll move on to February. But yeah. So thank you to Guest Five again for sponsoring this edition of the Fan Ounce Table. And we will see you next time, everybody. This has been another Smart Cow moment. We're being counted out.